Welcome to Fringe Element, the war against the spread week number nine edition. My name is Braden Gall, and you can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. And I'm Stephen Lassen. You can follow me on Twitter at Athlon Stephen. You can check out my work at AthlonSports.com and on YouTube at all CFB365. There you have it. If you're on the 440 Sports YouTube page, which you get this show a day early for the predictions and the picks for all of the games in the SEC against the spread, make sure you turn on the notifications, subscribe to the YouTube page, not just to, to Stevens, but also to ours as well, 440 Sports. Follow us on the Twitters and all that great stuff. We've got every single game, all five of them in the SEC, some really interesting matchups. Uh, we'll get to our records in just a second, but every single one of these episodes brought to you by the wonderful and amazing folks at J.E. Dunn. That's right. Look at you. JEDunn.com is the website. Top 100 healthiest place to work in the United States. $5 billion in annual revenue. They care about you, the employee, and your career as much as you do. So if you're looking to make a change, make a smart decision, go check out the career opportunities at JEDunn. JEDunn.com. They are looking for good people. So if again, you want some inspiration, some fulfillment in life, and you're not happy with where you are, you're quiet quitting, make sure... You go to J.E. Dunn, J.E. Dunn.com. Check them out. They are proud and amazing, wonderful people and sponsors of this year podcast. And we do appreciate their support. So go look at them. Just go check them out. See what they got. Peruse the website a little bit. You know, it's like looking for it's like looking for lines and point spreads and, and gambles each week. Just peruse, you know, I peruse their website, too, Braden, because they're such a, they're a great sponsor for us. I was trying to make a J.E. Dunn smart decision. You know, I knew some friends maybe that were looking for a career change. So I thought, hey, I'll send them the J.E. Dunn website. There you have it, jedunn.com. Check them out. Okay, so if you are listening to this, we appreciate you. We love you. Share the show, rate, review, subscribe. You know, click on the notifications. But please don't play my gambles. <laughs> Just don't play me. I've been doing very well nationally, not so much in the SEC. You, however, Stephen Lassen, four and three two weeks ago, four and two last week. Sorry, three weeks ago, four and three. Then four and two, then three and one. You are red hot. You are 11 and six over your last three weeks. You went three and one last week. You are now 33, 28 and one on the season. These are games you have to pick, by the way. These are not our picks of the week. This is every single game. And you are five games over 500 making money, being forced to pick games. Again, 11 and six over your last three. I knew it when I picked them because I said it. This is stupid. Why am I taking these teams and I went one and three last week. I am now under 530, 31 and one. Don't play me play Steven. That is the message this weekend. And that means it's all going to go the other way this week. Braden's going to have the best week. Steven's going to have the worst week. So uh, I don't know. I Braden, I feel pretty good, but I also feel like this is a pretty hard slate of games to pick. Uh, we're really? in the, yeah, I, I had a hard time. I like these. this week. <laughs> okay. I, I like the slate of games. It's just really hard to pick some of these against the spread. All right, we'll see start, if we differ. Let's start with the hardest possible one. Arkansas minus four at Auburn. This is a weird game. This is a weird game in Auburn. Last time they played two times ago, this is the boat. There's been weird officiating in both in, in the last two games between Harson and Pittman last year, and then Pittman and whoever else was coaching Auburn at that point. Um, I think it was still Gus, but it might have been Rodney Gardner. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so Arkansas minus four. This is a pretty good football team. They played a really tough schedule. Uh, and I will give Auburn a lot of credit. We said this on the episode on Wednesday. I'll give these players for Auburn a lot of credit. They have not quit at all. They are at home. There's pride with these guys. Only a four point spread. This is a real, this is the tough of, of all the five games this week. This is the hardest one, in my opinion. 
I'm going to disagree with you on that one because I think it's actually the easiest game to figure out. Um, of course, I could look like an idiot come, uh, I love come it. Saturday. Uh, you know, I think, Brayden, the thing that stood out to me, this is the first time since 1998 that Arkansas has been favored against Auburn in Auburn. So it's been a long time since the Razorbacks were a road favorite here. I love the bye week for Arkansas. They had a lot of guys banged up on defense. KJ Jefferson was banged up. Um, Auburn hasn't packed it in for the season yet. And I think that's the the angle if you want to take if they cover here. The problem is Arkansas doesn't stop the pass. We know Auburn's inconsistent. I think that plays into what Arkansas can do defensively, which is get those linebackers negative plays, Drew Sanders and all them. So I think Arkansas, the matchup favors their defense, uh, especially considering where Auburn is weak. And I like KJ Jefferson coming off the bye week. So I'll take the hogs to cover on Saturday. I also have Arkansas uh, for that, for all those reasons, getting healthier. I just think this Arkansas team is better than their record indicates. They've played a very, very, very difficult schedule. And I think they are battle tested. Auburn is just, uh, Auburn is like this close to quitting, but again, give them a lot of credit. They have not. At some point, there's going to be like the dam breaking kind of kind of moment, and I don't know if that's this weekend or not. But I I also think there's some residual effects with Sam Pittman and the guys who have played in these this game the last two years, feeling like they've been robbed by officials in both of the games. I I think there's some exercising of some demons. So I like Arkansas minus the four, uh, but I do think it's the hardest one to pick. So Arkansas uh, Auburn has allowed almost 800 rushing yards the last two games. So KJ <laughs> Jefferson and Rocket Sanders should be able to find some yards on Saturday. 400 yards a game on defense on the ground. Not a good thing. You're saying no. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Just making sure uh, Florida plus 22 and a half against the Georgia Bulldogs. in what is the least interesting world's largest? I guess it's the, World's least important cocktail party two years in a row now. This is all about Georgia flexing some muscle, proving that they're the number one team in the nation. So it's all about do they cover the number? Do they blow them out? Can they go down the field throwing the football? This is tough. Uh, I've gone back and forth on this one. I, I think Georgia's clearly the better team. I think I want to see them be able to put all those pieces together, go out and dominate on Saturday. You know, we know they've been efficient on offense. Can we get some more big plays out of Georgia? I want to see that. I think Georgia defensively can stop the run for Florida, force Anthony Richardson to beat him to the air. Florida plays up teams. They played up to Utah. They played up to Tennessee. I think they get a backdoor cover here. I think Georgia wins convincingly, oh. but they backdoor cover. I, I do like how you're explaining that. Now, I will say, interesting, Tennessee's secondary and defense, not all that special. Uh, and Utah's defense one of the worst we've seen in Salt Lake City in quite some time. So we normally think Utah, we think great defense. Richardson was so good in that game that their defense was atrocious. I I, I have Georgia. I had Georgia circled. You're now making me rethink it, but I'm going to take the dog. So we'll be different here. Uh, so this is one of those moments. If you're going to play lasso, play the backdoor cover. Because uh, we're going to agree on a couple of them here. Missouri, plus four at South Carolina. South Carolina running the football really well last week against AM, but but statistically they're basically 10th in the SEC in like every major category. Offense, defense, running, passing, doesn't matter. They're like 10th. They're below average in like everything. They're not good at the football, but they're really good on special teams. Last name is Beamer, big shock. And they just seem how to they just seem to know how to manage the game. Like they 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 play field position well. There's culture there. There's buy-in with Shane Beamer, shtick, whatever he's selling people. It, it's working. They're not overly talented. Like, I don't, like, there's not a lot to love about South Carolina, but they figure out ways to win. 
I'm taking South Kakalaki minus the four at home against Missouri because I just don't think Missouri is very talented. So this is the first of my two J.E. Dunn smart decisions of the week. I love South Carolina here. All right. Every Missouri game that they played this year in the SEC has been decided by seven points or less. But to your point. That's not a good number for this conversation. <laughs> right. But to your point, South Carolina offensively struggles. Missouri even worse on offense. Both these teams near the bottom yards per play and scoring offense. Um, I think that the best thing for South Carolina to do is get the ball to Marshawn Lloyd, maybe score once on special teams. Low scoring game. I just think in a game where you got one team has been figuring out ways to score and win, it's yep. South Carolina. So I like them about a touchdown or so. And and Missouri's letting people jump over the offensive line and score picks, right. score on touchdowns. Right. So uh, I'll take South Carolina because again, they just know how they don't know how to, they're not great at football, but they know how to play football. <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah. South Carolina, uh, Kentucky plus 12 at Tennessee. I think Kentucky is uniquely qualified to make this an interesting game. I said that on the pod on Wednesday. I just think Tennessee pulls away late in the fourth quarter. I think the big play offense, you're asking Will Levis to also keep up with the big play offense. You know, that Chris Rodriguez and them want to slow it down. I will go first, and I will take Tennessee minus the 12 in the fourth quarter. This is one of my smart decisions of the week, brought to you by the wonderful and amazing folks at J.E. Dunn. Go check them out, jedunn.com. I will take the Volunteers minus the 12 at home. They pull away three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and they pull away and they win. It's going to be close, and then it's not close at the end. Any concern for you about Tennessee looking ahead to Georgia here? No, Tennessee doesn't. That's not a bone or a muscle that they have in their body. They, they haven't. They, look, Tennessee emotionally has never been in this place in 15 years. So they don't have any of the muscle memory of like, oh, what's it like to like, I'd be more worried about a letdown than anything else. But they 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 got that out of their system with UT Martin. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think they're equipped to look ahead like they. <laughs> yeah. Tennessee schedule has been set up very well this year, uh, including the game against Tennessee Martin last week, like you mentioned. I debated a backdoor cover here, too. You know, I think Kentucky can make it ugly. I think we'll see if the offensive line, Chris Rodriguez, can pick up where they left off against Mississippi State. But that formula for what they did against Mississippi State is the formula on Saturday. Make it ugly, low possessions, keep Tennessee off the field, eat up large chunks of time of possession. I just think Tennessee's offense at home, 12 or so, I'll take the Volunteers. I just think they're the better team. We've seen they went on the road and beat LSU. Of course, they beat Alabama. So uh, also Tennessee been pretty good against the run. I think that plays into yep. uh, this game. So I'll take Tennessee to cover. What you need to beat Tennessee is an is elite defensive lineman, elite corners, and the ability to go down the field on offense. Those are the three things you need to have. And Kentucky has a pretty good defensive line. Pretty good offensive passing game down the field. Don't know how how well they match up against Tennessee's receivers, but they have no offensive line to speak of, and Tennessee's been very good at pressuring the quarterback. I'll take the balls at home on a mission. Feels like 98, baby. But Minus they can 12. move the ball through the air, though, I think, against Tennessee. Oh, I, I agree. Levis can I agree. Place. No, I think this is going to be a very close game going into the fourth quarter. I just think they hit a couple of big plays and pull away, and it's almost like a a late cover for Tennessee. Uh, all right. Old Mississippi minus two points at Texas A&M. This is a bizarre game. Impossible to figure out this one in the Arkansas game. These are the two toughest ones for me. Uh, this is a, I know you like the rebels. I'm going to take the Aggie. So we'll be on opposite ends of this one. This is about the, the, the talent gap and level of depth for Texas A&M. I know. And the fact that 
if you make Jackson Dart throw the football, he struggles. Low completion percentage guy. How healthy is the backfield for Ole Miss? I, I just think we're starting to see the real Ole Miss here, and I think AM very, very pissed off right now. They should be, um, especially with the way they came out and played last week. I think we'll see if they can come out better home, and not to mention AM's dealing with some injuries on the offensive line. Losing Bryce Foster is a pretty big deal on a group that was struggling already. So I, I think there's a lot of intrigue for me for both teams just trying to bounce back after losses on the road last week. But this is my second J.E. Dunsmart oh, decision of the week. I no like, faith in A&M at all. Huh? I like Ole Miss to rebound here, Braden. I think if you look at both these teams giving up over 200 rushing, you know, around 200 rushing yards in SEC play, if Ole Miss can get Judkins and if Zach Evans is playing – at some point, I know AM's defense is good, but you got to be able to get a score or two. I'll trust Lane Kiffin and the Rebels to bounce back and cover. And what I do think is a close game in College Station. No, I agree it well as well. I'll just take the more talented roster at home with the points. That's my formula there. Makes total sense what you're saying. And if Zach Evans is healthy, if you look at that AM defense, the success rate rushing defense, not as highly valued as you might assume the Texas A&M defense is. So there you go. Uh, we're both on Arkansas. You've got Florida. I've got Georgia. We are both on South Carolina. We're both on Tennessee. You've got Ole Miss. I've got A&M. So a couple games that are different, a couple that are the same. Make sure you check out jedun.com. Of course, uh, if you're looking to make a change in your career, you want to be you know, fulfilled and happy and, and have an employer and a boss that cares about you and your career as much as you do, jedun.com, $5 billion in annual revenue, top 100 healthiest place to work in the United States. I've been to their offices. They're full of like record players and video games and green eggs. And it's just awesome. So go work at Jay Dunn, go check them out, go peruse the website, um, take care of business there. So rate review, subscribe to the pod, uh, turn on the notifications on the YouTube page, obviously enjoy the weekend of, of college football. Steven, where can people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Athlon Steven. You can also check out my work at athlonsports.com and on the YouTubes at all CFB three, six, five. There you go. You can get to me at Braden Gall at 440 Sports. Rate, review, subscribe to all the great shows across the network. And again, jdunn.com, folks. I'm not sure how many times we have to say it, but I'm going to keep doing it. jdunn.com. Just go check them out. Go check out the website. For Steven, I'm Braden. Enjoy week nine, everybody. This has been War Against the Spread Fringe Element podcast here on the 440 Sports Network. <laughs>